everybody and welcome to Dating in the City. I'm Alessandra Conti and I'm Christina Conti Pineda and we are so excited to be back giving you all the tea. Yes and I'm wondering I think I'm going to start saying Christina Pineda but <gasps> everyone knows that we're sisters. <laughs> I, know. I, I want, know. We might have to say sisters because my legal name is Christina Pineda. I know. <laughs> I know, but I feel like, so do you think you're going to totally drop the content? Yeah, I've had it long enough that it's been yeah. four years at this point. Yeah, it's true. It it's not is necessary true. anymore. Yeah, I guess for we, when we were doing all the TV stuff, I think like, and they loved the element that we were sisters. I think we really leaned into that and yeah. that's why we've kept, you kept it. it for so long, mm-hmm. but I think that we're kind of past, you know, we don't really care. (laughs) Like, it's like, all right, we're sisters. We'll figure it out, you know. Um, Well, wow, Christina Pineda. Mm -hmm. Wow, how does that feel for you? Well, it's really interesting because Abraham got a new name. Ooh. So Abram, his name used to be Abram, and then... When the Lord chose him, it was changed from Abram to Abraham. And then so Paul also yes. was Saul. Right, Saul. Right, Saul. Paul, right. And then isn't there another one that had like two names? In the, we're not, this is not a religious podcast. <laughs> Even though we did do a specific like Jewish matchmaking, right. we also did a specific like Catholic, like Christian talks. Like, so we're like representing pretty well we all of the lot. religious we feature a lot. yeah yeah definitely oh oh yeah yeah okay great um but anyway yeah so well that's exciting Christina um why don't we hop right in because we have so much to discuss today fantastic stars they're just like us in this segment we discuss the top relationship related stories in pop culture today and how to apply them to you in real life Okay, so Dominic West's wife reflects on their quote-unquote wonderful love affair after Lily James' photo scandal. Do you remember this scandal at all? I talked about it ad nauseum on Access Hollywood. Um, I really did like a super deep dive into this, but basically Dominic West was caught essentially cheating on his wife with Lily James. Um, And Lily James is the actress that played um, Cinderella in Cinderella in the Disney live action remake. Right. Beautiful, lovely. Also, she's the actress that played this character that um, it was in Yesterday, which was the, um, what's it called? Which was the Beatles movie. And I always tell that story because Lily James is one of objectively the most beautiful women in the world. She is absolutely stunning. But my boyfriend at the time, my boyfriend and I went to see this movie yesterday. And Isn't it was the Beatles movie. Boyfriend? No, this was an ex-boyfriend. Oh, really? Yeah, this oh. was the one right before my current boyfriend. Oh, okay. Um great guy, great guy, just not not my, not for me. Um, but anyway, so we went to see this movie and 
you know, Willie James's character was basically just had this brown wig on. It was kind of like shorter hair. She didn't wear a lot of makeup at all. She wore kind of baggy clothing. And to me, obviously, I knew she was Lily James. So I knew how stunning she was. And then, but to my boyfriend at the time, he was, he made a comment to me after he was like, honestly, like that casting was so bad because that girl was just so unappealing. And I'm like, I'm like, John, what are you talking about? Like, that's Lily James. And he's like, who? He didn't know who Lily James was. And then he's like, no, he's like, truly, she's not an attractive woman. Like they could have picked anybody else. She's the, you know, she's the love interest. She should be attractive. She should be beautiful. We should be rooting for, you know, we should understand why he's going through all this to get with her. And so then I show him a photo of Lily James in her kind of normal state of wearing hair, doing hair, makeup, all of that. And he was so perplexed, (laughs) so shook. But I love to tell that story because it just shows how kind of idiotic guys are and how, not even idiotic, but how obvious you kind of have to be with a majority of men. And this guy, this is an objectively intelligent guy, an attorney. He's attractive. He's a smart guy. He's like, pretty. he was pretty analytical, but even for him... So it just, that was a learning experience for me. And it also just goes as such a good lesson to women. It's not that difficult. Just judge and guys notice. They they can't, it's like they can't see your, you know, some guys can and then they're just gems. But that's one in a million. And especially if you're in, you know, a bigger city like LA or New York, we also have to just be cognizant that, you got to do it up a little bit more. Yeah. Is it fair? No. But at the same time, you wouldn't think a guy was appealing if he was wearing baggy clothing and had his hair all mishmashed. If he, even if he was a successful attorney, you wouldn't care. You would say, oh, I'm not. No, no, no. I'm not attracted to him. So it's it's not actually that unfair if you think no, about it. No, and it's it's... I guess it's also something where a lot of women feel like we don't have time to take care of ourselves like that anymore. Mm. And it's almost, I, I have to do, I have my job that takes up so much of my time. Mm-hmm. And they, I don't want to be loved just because of my appearance, but it's not that. It's, you need to spend time on it and for yourself even just to... Yeah relax and get in touch with your feminine side a hundred percent I feel so much just better when I look good and when I've taken the time to get ready in the morning and I take the time to get ready in the morning basically every morning I mean every morning except if it's like a Sunday but even then I still get ready if I'm going to church later on or if I have a brunch or whatever but usually I'm getting ready and even if it's literally I was just saying this to Anthony at the office so right now since like we used to have all the matchmakers come to the office our offices um but since COVID it's like everybody's working from home and literally the only people that are going into the office regularly are me and Anthony Mm -hmm. so when I'm going in 
I'm still, regardless, and literally on the floor, like it's me, Anthony, and like the the front desk, like the secretaries. And even with that, I still get, I still get done up. It's I true. mean, we also do like Zoom meetings, so yeah, I can't we do look meetings like a slob, exactly. It's not but, you're not yeah. just seeing them, although you're usually, I know, yeah, you're usually seeing them. But, but anyway, back okay, to back the to the wonderful affair. So and who is okay, this West? So Dom- guy okay, then? so Dominic West is this actor. If you, um, hey Suri, show me a photo of Dominic West. So I want you to, I want you to just see. Oh, here we go. Here, Dominic. What was West. he in? Um, he. You would know him. He's just a. He's just. He's a face that you, Dominic West. He's just a face that you know. He's been in a bunch of different movies. Okay. Um, I'm literally showing Christina right now. You know this guy. He plays the villain. Okay. He was in this show called The Affair, and he plays the villain in a lot of different, um, a lot of different movies. But you you've seen this guy before. Yes. Yes. Um, but anyway, so yeah, so he was basically photographed with Lily James. They were like basically kissing and clearly like canoodling. It was whatever was happening. It was not appropriate for a married man to be doing um unless I mean they have an arrangement which it seems like they might because clearly his wife was totally fine with it um allegedly allegedly I'm just saying they may they may um but anyway so his wife so it was this big scandal and then they did this um kind of photo stunt where they wrote on a card saying we're doing great thank you or something along those lines um but basically, in this, um, and net, but net, then, I mean, Lily James, they were never photographed together again. She was photographed with somebody else. So it seems like this is not ongoing. It seems like this was an isolated incident with them anyway, um, even though they are going to be together doing um, in the new Downton Abbey um, thing. Do I have like a rash on my forehead or something? I feel like because I was with the cats today, I'm like no. itching. Okay, okay, sorry. I just feel like I'm, I'm like itchy. <laughs> ah, I'm itchy, bud. Um, but anyway, okay. So um, basically his wife then um, just did this interview kind of bizarre on just like talking about their love affair and just saying, Oh, we was just basically like, like, like pumping up their marriage. Mm -hmm. And it just is very bizarre. But in real life, I want to talk about temptation. I want to be real about it and how to resist Mm -hmm. and how to manage it. Mm -hmm. Because I feel like we only, whenever we hear temptation, we hear people that had failed against temptation. That's the context that we hear about it in the, in society. But there are a lot of people who successfully are in monogamous relationships. Mm -hmm. And unless they're dead, they, you know, like they, it's temptation is something that most people will experience at one point or another in their relationship. So I want to talk about temptation. Um, I want to kind of destigmatize, destigmatize the idea that temptation exists because I think that when we label something, and I know that studies show that when you label something, it gives it less power. So when you actually definitively label, okay, this is temptation, and then just kind of like how to resist and how to manage it. Mm. 
So I also know that we have a lot of listeners that are beautiful women and um, a lot of listeners also that are guys that have been dating for a long time and they're attractive and they're successful. And I think that specifically for, you know, beautiful women, it is a big struggle because they have so many guys that are either sliding into their DMs or coming on to them when they go out or so it's it's like, oh my gosh, woe is me for beautiful women. But I think that it, it takes such a strong woman to be firm and stand firm in a relationship because there is, there are so many men like all around. Um, and for the guys, I mean, I know that we worked with a bachelor and he was like this Hollywood bachelor, but he's like, I'm ready. I'm really, really ready. And we set him up and he ended up getting into a relationship with this woman for a few months and things were going really well. But during a day of coaching with me, he had confided that he was like, I'm just so tempted. Like I go on Instagram and like, you know, I have this girl that I hadn't talked to in a while. She hit me up. Like, you know, I, I go out to a party and there are just beautiful women. And it's like, it's not that I don't love, you know, the girl that I'm with or that I don't want a future with her, but I just don't know how to manage this. So I just want to ask you, Christina, what is your advice, mm-hmm. um, in, in the temptation Island? Yes, well, the first thing is no one is immune to temptation. Mm. No one is above temptation. So we're all going to face temptation. And you, whatever stage of your relationship you're in, it's a good fact to just be aware of. Because I think it will be more crushing if you're not expecting it to come. Mm. And you don't have any boundaries in place to be able to handle it when it does come. Because I've also heard temptation shaming and people have said, like I've, I've read it before that, oh, well, when you meet the love of your life, you're not going to be tempted by anybody. No. And like, and that's so unrealistic. No. And then I've also heard that yeah. that being a reason why somebody didn't stay with an amazing partner because they felt temptation. And they said, oh, well, if I'm feeling temptation, this might, this is not the right person for me because I shouldn't feel an ounce of temptation. When they were, they, they used to date a million women. Temptation shaming. This is going to be one of the taglines. Yes. For temptation this. shaming. No, that's bad. Yeah, that's, Christina, that's wow. society's advice. Yeah. Well, if you're feeling temptation, you should break up with the person. Right, they're clearly not End your, your marriage. Not, End yeah, your marriage. They're not they're your not soulmate. Your soulmate. They're not the right person. They're not the one. Mm-hmm. With the one, you'll never feel temptation. The myth of the right person. Like, the myth. Anyway, anyway. I mean, I do think that there would, whatever. That's a different conversation. But let's continue. So, okay, tell me more, Christina. Tell me more. Right. So, if you know that it's going to happen, you can be more prepared. Yes. And you can set more boundaries in place. Yes. For instance, if you know, and things are starting to open up now, and, Mm -hmm. and people are starting to go to more parties, events. Whereas when we were locked down, yeah, <laughs> temptation was less a lot a, less a problem yeah. unless you're having an emotional affair online, which yeah. there are more clear boundaries for that of just 
don't talk to people who are not your boyfriend, men who are not your boyfriend. Yeah. (laughs) And also, like, don't be on Instagram looking at, you know, Instagram models' photos. Exactly. Just delete your account or delete your Instagram. Or if you need it for business purposes, unfollow every single woman who you find attractive on there. Yeah, <laughs> that's man. a great, that's a really good tip, Christina. It sounds drastic, but it's no, so good. we need that. We're we human. That. And I don't mean that to shame guys. It's just, no, you're, you're a man. Human. I'm a woman. We find men, and I find, you know, you find people attractive. Yeah. And you need to guard yourself. You need to guard your eyes because... Yeah. It's easy to fall into that. Yeah. So now my point was moving into if you are meeting people out, that is, it's good to know. If you start feeling like, oh, wow, if you're talking to someone who you find that, oh, I'm kind of attracted to that person, I want you to immediately bring up your husband, boyfriend, whatever it is. And okay. People can take this a little too far where sometimes women will, if there's a nerdy guy who's trying to talk to them, women will say, yeah, my boyfriend, and I don't mean that for the nerdy guys. You want to bring it up in a loving way, but you don't have to immediately say it, especially if it's a nerdier guy, right? Because guys will say that and just, it, it can hurt their feelings. Too quickly like that, but like, I think if you say it in a kind way, even kind to way. the nerdy guys, exactly, like they, they're they hitting on know. you. They need to know. They need to know exactly. But don't say yeah. it in a way of just shutting down the conversation yeah. in a mean way, especially you can say like, nerdy oh my guy. gosh, it's amazing. My boyfriend actually does the same exactly. thing. Exactly. Yeah, like he was just telling me about that. That's so crazy. Right. Right. Yeah. The thing is, if you're in a relationship, you're committed. Yep. No questions. You're committed. You chose this person. He chose you. Mm-hmm. If there's someone else who's trying to come in the picture, not good, not at that time, no thinking about them until you end your relationship with guy number one. Mm. I'm really cut and dry about that. Yeah, yeah. Because it's be. it's really not something you should play around with. Mm-hmm. It's not, oh, this is helping me discern my relationship. No, it isn't. No, it's not helping you me discern. You need to discern your relationship agree. with, if you've decided to be monogamous with yeah. this one person, you need to see that relationship through. Is this someone who's causing you more anxiety or causing you more joy? Is this someone I could see myself marrying? Not, there's no third parties in there other than the Lord. Yeah. Okay? Woo! <laughs> yeah. The Lord's the only... Three, yeah, three. But cord. I think it's also, I think that it's also very easy to, when you're in a relationship, in in date coaching, I had one gal just tell me about how you know when things weren't a hundred percent amazing, like right. maybe when there was a fight or when there was a blip, she would then think about another guy who was like seemingly perfect. And, you know, she obviously would hype this other guy up. And I had to remind her, you've never been in a relationship with this other guy. This other guy is imperfect. He is going to have issues that you don't know about. You don't know about those issues just yet. You're only seeing his public persona and what he wants what he wants, you know, the world to see. And what you want to see. Yes. In him. Yes. And you're looking at it with gross color glasses because mm-hmm. the grass is always greener. But right. the grass is actually green where you water it. 
And I think that that is such good advice. I think that like just cutting off proximity is does wonders. It really does. And kind of knowing the red zones and making sure that you don't get yourself into situations that you're going to have a lot of temptation lurking around. Yeah. So maybe it's, you know, you used to go clubbing all the time, right. but you know that those guys at the table popping the bottles, those Arab men with the Arab money, they're a temptation for you. Right. So you want to make sure that if you're going dancing, you're going to a Zumba class instead of a da- instead of going to the club in Hollywood where you're going to get hit on by the men that you used to really like. And for men, there's certain restaurants that you may have frequented. I can think of many places. Oh God, there's LA, so many in LA where you know beautiful models and actresses hang out. Yeah, don't go there anymore. Don't go there. Okay, so I think don't that's- go there, Joan. <laughs> I think that's a good way to to answer that yeah. that question. But it's you really want to see. And then if you discern in the relationship that this guy who you're in the relationship with, it's not the right person, then end it. Then you'll see if those those yes. little little fireflies are still there or if they've Yeah. Come. But I also think that the whole point of you know, when you're in a relationship and the what I'm talking about in terms of temptation, it's when you're in a really good relationship, but that there are going to be people in either your engagement or in your marriage right. who will right. try to, because it's, you know, they'll, they'll see you and they'll say, wow, this is an amazing person. Right. Um, so I right. do think right. that that is really, it's important to know that that's going to come up mm-hmm. and don't, you don't need to act on it. In fact, inaction is your best friend Mm -hmm. when it comes to temptation and I also think praying about it verbalizing it again giving it a name and and kind of talking it through if you hire a date coach you can work with one of our matchmakers to like talk it all through even though yes we you know we work with a lot of single men and women we do work with a lot of people who are currently in relationships. So if that's something that you want to talk about in your date coaching sessions, talking it through and just working it through is really helpful. And it's been really helpful for clients that we've worked with in the past. Um, and it's helped them kind of make sense of, oh, okay, this is, um, you know, what is a temptation and then what is a really good, healthy partnership for you? Um, and making that, it's true. I mean, and in a long-term committed relationship, in a marriage, it's making that decision every single day. It is not an easy task, but you learn that, I think that especially with the people that we've worked with, they are you know they want a relationship and they they prioritize that so So above you know and you've you've said you've gotten the advice of that people have said pray for a relationship for the relationship too you want to pray for your relationship to grow yep absolutely um something else had popped into my head but of course i just forgot it um but yeah, I think that that pretty much covers it. Yeah, I love it. Oh, also, keeping things exciting with your current partner um, also does wonders. I was literally just watching the Jane Austen book club, mm-hmm. and um, there is a like the temptation of remember Prudy mm-hmm. likes her student. Mm-hmm. I had forgotten that entire movie. I had seen it a number of times, but you know me and my. 
um, my my memory problems. I had totally forgotten. And so I was rewatching and I was like, oh my gosh, this is so amazing. But she invited, sorry, spoiler alert, but definitely rewatch it. Um, but she basically like invited her husband to do something new with her, which was, and like see a piece of her heart, which was to read Persuasion, which is all about like temptation and right infidelity and all of that right is persuasion about that uh, no I'm okay not sure if I, I don't know I, I don't think if I've never I would read it say temptation is what well I don't know yeah. whatever it was I, about like I can explain it but it will take a little longer it's okay it's fine seconds. whatever <laughs> it's, do you want do you want to explain it or persuasion I guess I would see that she so Anne Elliot is the heroine and she has a long love with Captain Oh gosh. I'm it's okay. She name. has a long love with somebody. Yes, and they both are single at, the, at that time, but they both don't know that each other loves them still. Oh, so that's what the that's okay. what the the journey is of them rediscovering their love for each oh, other. Oh, well I guess that's Purdy's Purdy and Purdy, her husband. Purdy and her husband. Right. But anyway, just doing new and exciting things together, going on dates together, you know, getting dressed up, having your significant other also get dressed up, you know, just doing those kind of datey things together. Right. In our last podcast, actually, if you listen to the last one, we talked about ways of keeping your relationship exciting. Yes. To love avoid it. divorce. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> so listen to that one. Just changing the world. One podcast at a time. All right. So Matchmakers in the City is a proud sponsor of this podcast. Um, Matchmakers in the City is an old school personal matchmaking firm that myself and Christina co-founded nearly 10 years ago in the heart of Beverly Hills. Now we're in LA, New York, San Francisco, and Washington, D.C. We're a team of matchmakers and we really work with some of the most incredible men and women um, in the in in the in the world. Yes, and you can yeah. you don't have to be in those cities to work with us wherever yeah. you are. Yeah. And if you're yeah. interested, let us know. Yeah, go to matchmakersinthecity.com um to learn more. So moving on to Mansers. Sisterly advice. Every week we answer a listener's burning question and every week we give you advice that only your sister would give you. Hi, this is a man a Mansers edition. <laughs> Hi, I keep running into the same problem. I think a first date goes well, but I can't get a second date. I keep hearing from the girls that they had a good time, but they didn't feel it romantically. I don't know what I'm doing wrong. I'm a successful guy. I always pay for the date and I'm a gentleman. What do I do? From 50 First Dates. Isn't that cute? I thought that was cute. This we hear so often. So thank you so much, listener, for writing in because I hear this constantly why does this happen so much it's so prevalent women are ruthless yeah women are we literally read a feedback form sorry to call somebody out i won't say her name but we read a (laughs) feedback form saying glowing about the date just saying she had such an amazing time he was such a gentleman he was so successful they had so much in common she said she just didn't instinctively feel that he was her guy after the first date. I wanted to die. Oh, wow, I wanted terrible. to die. And this is a smart woman. Mm-hmm. Christina, give us some advice. Give men some advice. Yeah, I 
definitely know that you're not alone and a lot of men are experiencing this Mm -hmm. but I want you to continue being a gentleman sometimes men will think I was a gentleman so I guess women don't like the nice guy and then they'll take it the opposite direction and try to be a jerk in order to get the women they want no don't do that continue to be an upstanding citizen kind gentlemanly but don't show everything on the first date so Often, people will may overshare, and if that's you, know that we want you to reel it back in a little bit. So you don't want to be give too much information. You want to ask them a lot of ask the women questions about themselves, questions that they're excited to answer, and that bring them joy. So you want it to be the date to be less about you, more about them. And then if you feel like you're not asking interesting questions, you need to look into that. Mm-hmm. Because often you will be a great guy, but men don't converse with each other like women want to be conversed with. Women yeah. want to be romanced. They want to be slept swept over their feet. For women, a lot of the relationship is in that happens in their imagination. Yeah, so you really need to tap into that. Sure and is. I will. I this is going to be a short response. I can go. I'm going to go through this in if people want to work with me in date coaching because I don't have time to go through all of the ways to do that. Yeah. But men really need to hear this. Yeah. Because they don't, they won't, they're wondering why they, it's a, they feel, the women are feeling like it's a boring date. Or like he said that I pay for the date, I mean, I'm a gentleman. Um, They had a good time. They didn't feel it romantically. So yeah, I think asking a lot of pertinent questions, or a lot of not even pertinent questions, just a lot of questions about like, so what are you passionate about? Mm -hmm. Oh, that's amazing. If you could travel anywhere, where would you travel? So like passions, travel, um, about, you know, who they're, if they love the Spice Girls when they were younger, like think about fun topics that you can ask them about. Mm -hmm. Um, Also, I would take a look at, you know, what your, I, I would take, but I, I say this, but the thing is when we're matchmaking, sometimes this happens, even if they're like the perfect matches and like physically they're a match as well. So it kind of just varies on the person. It does. Yeah. You, can't, you need to know that the more doors closed are closer, bringing you closer to the right woman. As a man, you're going yeah. to handle a lot of rejection. If you're not getting rejected, you're doing something wrong. A hundred percent. Because you're not meeting enough women and you're not putting yourself out there enough. Yep. But think, listen to what you're saying. Are you being negative on the date? How are you dressed? Yeah. Present yourself properly. Look at our Matchmakers in the City YouTube videos. Those yes. give you a lot of good And if you're too. meeting girls on the apps, do you look like your photos? Or are your photos like amazing and then in person you don't look like them at all? Are you only selecting women based on their photos? Are you only going for a specific physical look? Are you being really physically, you know, picky and then expect, you know, these women to, you know, like you? So anyway, yep, things, I think that's great, Christina. Now let's move on to, we couldn't help but wonder. As sisters, we grew up watching Sex and the City. Now as personal matchmakers in 2021, we are living in a very different dating landscape than the ladies once were. In our segment, we debate each question that Carrie couldn't help but wonder episode by episode through today's lens. And this is season three, episode four, Boy Girl, Boy Girl. So Carrie couldn't help but wonder, if we take the best of the other sex and make it our own, has the opposite sex become obsolete? 
So this is the episode where Charlotte's gallery gets this artist. Um, do you remember this artist who does the man? He does women dressed as men and like takes pictures of them. He like basically, it, yeah, drag kings. So women completely dress up as men. Um, he's a guy, but he gets, um, not but, he and he gets, you know, waspy Charlotte to pose for him. Um, and it's like Charlotte does this. She like dresses as a man and it's like so crazy. Um, Samantha was looking for an assistant and then um, Matt, who is actually in Younger, he plays this character in Younger. He plays this, the boss, one of the, the, the boyfriend, he plays a plumber there. But anyway, so anyway, he is this very macho guy. Um, he is like professionally really arrogant, has a horrible attitude with her PR clients and that gets him fired. But then they, um, what's it called? Once he, once she fires him, they consummate the, um, the sexual tension and Carrie's boyfriend, Sean. So Sean is this guy that was literally in every single 90s show and like early 2000s show. He was also in Friends as, um, as what Rachel's boyfriend. Oh God, what was his name? Oh my gosh, Rachel's. So this actor, anyway, you mean. yeah, this actor, okay. this actor, not Sean, like in the thing. Sorry, I'm kind of, I'm just go. I'm, I'm, my brain is going there. Um, and anyway, he's young, um, but also he has dated both men and women before. So he's openly bisexual. And um, but then basically, uh, oh, head to her pillow. Wait, Miranda. Oh, no, no, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I was reading the thing. OK, so basically um, then he like invites her to a party and it's just like this situation where they play spin the bottle and then. Oh. Carrie just feels really awkward and yeah. he's his ex-girlfriend is also his ex-boyfriend and dated his ex-boyfriend now they're married and this and that and the other anyway and then Miranda is back with Steve and gave him a key but Miranda is an avoid an attachment style and um he like he, he's you know he's he's just it's hard for her because he's there and she, like, doesn't want him to, like, have her head touch her pillow, have his head touch her. Like, she just is getting anxious, but she really likes Steve. But she's getting anxious because she doesn't want him in her territory. But at the same time, she does. So it's this wrestling that she's doing with herself. Um, but anyway, back to the we couldn't help but wonder, has the opposite sex become obsolete? <laughs> One of my favorite tirades to go on. It's true. Christina, what do you think? <laughs> well, I am I'm really intrigued by this episode because I really like the whole spin the bottle, just showing the awkwardness that can ensue when these gender boundaries are crossed. Yeah. And I will also say that... I've given date coaching advice in the past in, to any of the bachelors or bachelorettes who I'm working with that if you're dating someone who is unsure of who they want to be with or maybe has, is on an exploration journey, wait 
tell them, you know what, we're going to pause this until yeah. you figured out what you want. Don't go there. And we just yeah. <laughs> talked about don't go there, Joe. Yeah. My mom. I mean, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I just, I'm just such a believer that there are, it, I talk about this odd nauseam, but literally, I mean, there are, you know, qualities and behaviors and hormones that men have. And there are the same, like there are qualities and behavior, like there are biological differences between men and women that we can't deny. And it does everybody a disservice if we deny it. And if we say, no, that's socially constructed. It doesn't exist when actually it's so not socially constructed. It's literally the opposite of it's socially constructed. DNA. No, it's literally like <laughs> biological. This is science. This is right. not stuff that we're just making up and right. saying, oh, you know, um, no, men have testosterone. Men have high levels of testosterone. Women have low, they have a little bit of it, but low levels. They have estrogen, you know, and progesterone. So like, it's just, it's, it's, it's really biologically, like from a biological standpoint, it just does everybody a disservice to negate the differences between men and women. Right. Obviously, certain men are, you know, attracted to more, you know, feminine, quote unquote, feminine things. They like to, you know, they like to shop. They enjoy, you know, fashion. They love design, whatever. I mean, I'm, I'm not that that's feminine, but... They, certain men are more attracted to that. Certain women are more attracted to, you know, wood shopping and sports, sports and, right. and stuff like that. But I think at that, that, that to me is very surface and superficial yes. when in actuality it's like women have a cycle. Like women have a menstrual cycle where they will, their emotional experience is so affected. I mean, I feel like my emotional experience is aggressively affected. Mm -hmm. So when somebody then comes in and is like, no, that's socially constructed. It's like, no, it's not. Like I literally, do men get their periods every month? No. Do they experience the hormonal fluctuations that women do? Absolutely not. They're dealing with their own stuff. They're dealing with testosterone. So I don't fully understand what it's like to be in a testosterone pumped body as men don't understand what it's like to be in an estrogen pumped body. So it's like we, the, you know, in order to, you know, bridge that gap, I think it's so important to be okay with, hey, we're different, but that's okay. Mm-hmm. It's not saying, oh, we're different and society has made us different. No, our bodies have made us different. So, and the way that we then act out is going to be different for men and for women. It doesn't matter if you're gay or straight, we're going to act out in these specific ways. That's why also gay relationships are so different than male-female relationships. It's, it's, It's totally different. You know what I mean? It's just not the same. No. You can't give the same dating advice that you would give to a, a heterosexual relation, like men and women, to a homosexual. You just wouldn't. No. You would. You can't. No. You're in. You're totally inept if you're trying to do that. So for me, I just I don't care what people do. 
I do, however, care when people try to, you know, vilify the fact that women, like, have their emotional experience and that men do as well because I've been in only relationships with men um, and I know that testosterone is a real thing and it's very different. The way that they compute, the way that they think is very different than the way that I compute and the way that I think. Yeah. So anyway, that's my that's my little soapbox. Two cents. That's my it. two cents of mm-hmm. things. But I also really liked Miranda's storyline here just to touch on this for a second because I love that like when I was, I, I told you I rewatched these episodes mm-hmm. and it just felt like I could feel it because as an independent woman there does you hit this point where you're like oh god like why are you in my space but you're like no no, no but I really want you to be in my space because I love you but at the same time like it's this tug and pull because we're taught to be so independent and we've lived especially if you're a single woman in your 30s it means that unless you've been in, you just were in a marriage or something, if you've been though single, ostensibly single for years, then with a few boyfriends, like this is a real thing that women experience. Right. And, you know, so I, I loved how that has not changed yeah. at all, but it's like, okay, let me now open my heart, open my life to this guy. Right. And, you know, just kind of surrender. And that's actually what we were bringing it back to the beginning of women feeling overwhelmed with all of with the work that we have to do, but also looking, trying to get, be presentable. And yes. it's, it's thing changes that women will go through in yeah. any phase of a relationship. You're going to have to make a few changes, but it's for the greater yeah. good of that relationship. Also, back just to quickly talk about temptation, I want to bring up the paradox of choice really fast. Sorry, I'm just going back to question one because mm-hmm. it just came into my mind. So the paradox of choice essentially is that it's like the paradox of choice that you have so many options that then the studies show that the more options you have, the more dissatisfied you are with your selection. Studies, so much research has been done that has showed that the more options you have, the more discontent you're going to feel when you've made a selection. So that's also why it's extra hard for women who are beautiful women to, or men who are, you know, have a lot, attractive men have a lot going on, that it's extra, it's an extra level of like, okay, but again, once you're aware of the paradox of choice, you're then able to understand that, oh, okay, this is backed up by science. Like this is backed up by research. And then when you say mentally to yourself, I've made my choice and you really emotionally say, no, I'm putting those boundaries up. And you honor that and you're faithful and you commit, yes. And you commit and you say, no, I do not have any more choices. Like what you were saying, Christina, you're not entertaining these other choices at all. Mm-hmm. You have that boundary up. You're like, this is my choice. And once you have that up, then it becomes, you'll be a lot happier. I was working also, sorry, one final story. I was working with this fabulous bachelorette who had gotten engaged, got married, 
And we were doing like a post, just a date coaching session of like marriage, like just wanted to up, she really honestly, really just wanted to update me with everything because she had, we had been through a huge journey together and she was telling me, she was like, oh my gosh, Allie, like I wish that I knew how, like I wish I could just enjoy the dating process. I wish I could just enjoy the engagement process. I was so nervous. I was thinking like, oh my gosh, I'm there are all these guys that want me and here I am with this guy and like I really like him, but like there are also so many other guys. And she's like, and now, she's also pregnant. She's like, and now I am, once we got married, she was like, I just felt this sense of this is my guy, this is my person, I am not even entertaining any other choices. And she is so happy. So mm-hmm. she just was like, it's in such a peaceful place when we did our session. It was literally to update me and to be like, Allie, mm-hmm. I know I went through a lot. I wanted to thank you and I wanted to update you on everything. Mm-hmm. And she's in such an amazing place. And there's a baby on the way. I love it when they come back to us and oh, tell us. I know. Right. <laughs> Sometimes they we're just like, oh, is this your third kid? Congrats. <laughs> former client um but anyway um final segment to catching up with the Contis Alessandra absolutely so I was actually on three different podcasts Hmm. um over the last couple weeks um the slut pig podcast (laughs) which is not what you think it is it's an it's it's an an it's about like real housewives and like there's like a specific quote slot pig anyway so with christian gray christian gray snow um and he's this bravo liberty he's like really big on instagram and we talk about the portia williams engagement she was engaged like in 30 days like just so wild um but it's a really good episode and then jennifer aiden from real housewives of new jersey is also on the episode so i was just honored you know to be with jen and i love jen so much the other podcast that I'm on is um, Gus Baxter's Dear Empath podcast. And this podcast is amazing. Dear Empath, Gus really just breaks down like how to do life as an empath. Right. And your episode is how to date as an empath. Yep. And we actually have the article that he wrote on our blog. Yes. So check that out if you want to listen to the podcast, but then get that article so you can have those tips. Yep. Written down. And the final one, which I don't know if I talked about last time, it's the Nobody's Podcast. Yes. I already talked about that. But mm-hmm. I was like on a podcast tirade. And then I'm fil- I'm doing another podcast on Thursday. Confession. Oh, God. I forgot the name of it. It's okay. I'll talk about it next week. You have enough to listen to. Yes. Good. And then for me, why don't you take a look at our blog while you're looking at the Dear Empath, the How to Date as an Empath post. And then the one right below that is what you can learn about dating and marriage from the Mandalorian. So, or what the Mandalorian teaches about dating and marriage, something like that. If you are a Star Wars fan, or you don't even have to be, you just want to learn about dating and marriage, read this. Mm-hmm. It's, I, I love this. I put my heart and soul in this. I'm a new parent, oh. so I have a lot to share about what that experience is. Oh. So definitely let's read that and enjoy. 
Okay, you guys, it was so much fun catching up with you and we are so excited for you this week. Just set the world on fire. You got this. Enjoy dating. Have fun. Flirt. Don't give in to temptation if you're in a healthy relationship and we have your back. We're rooting for you. We're rooting. We're all rooting for you. Okay, guys, we'll talk to you soon. Bye. much for listening to Dating in the City. For more information on how to be matched by one of our matchmakers, visit www.matchmakersinthecity.com.